Welcome to Meet the Cast at the Apple Store in Covent Garden, London. Before we welcome our guests to the stage, let's take a look at the stars in action.
And now, please welcome our guest moderator, David Hunter. Please welcome back to the stage, the wonderful Steve Rushton and Amelia Lilly. Kicking off American Idiot, tell us a bit about the show. Well, it's, uh, it's about three best friends, um, how they react post 9-11 in America and it's like their journey of finding themselves, you know, like a coming of age sort of thing in post 9-11 America. I play what's her name? Sure. What's her name? Uh, <laughs> I play Will. Okay, great. Is Will one of the three best friends? Yes, that's right. Yeah, you've got Johnny, like the lead guy, and I'm, I'm one of his best friends, Will. Great. So tell us a bit about Will. So Will is basically a stoner kind of guy um, who just He's like in his little own world of just laziness, I guess, you know, not really motivated. And uh, he gets excited about when Johnny decides, let's leave um, where they're, suburbia, where they're from, to go f to the big city. He's excited to go with him. He's like, actually, let's have a change of scenery. But his girlfriend um, falls pregnant, Heather. And so he decides to stay in suburbia. And he's a bit sad because his two mates have gone off into the big glitz and glams of the city and he's back at home and just obviously continues his normal non-motivational life. Okay, sure. And we meet what's-her-name in the big city, do we? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a city girl, um, and I'm a bit of a rebel, um, you know, and she, she sees Johnny uh, playing guitar in the... Johnny's the lead guy, um, and she, you know, she likes him. She's like, I like what this guy's about. Um, and she wants a little bit of him, really. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, they, they have a really romantic um, relationship. Um, you know, by this point, he's, you know, heavily addicted to drugs. Um, and he tries to get her involved. Um, but she's, like, not into that. And then eventually she does, you know, she does try it. Um, but Johnny's got this alter ego, um, you know, and she just doesn't like that side of him. So she ends up leaving him. So some pretty dramatic stuff then through the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That sounded like you're having an argument with yourself then. <laughs> she was livid with herself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's full on. Like, certain scenes, like, we're just in rehearsals at the minute, um, and certain scenes for me, it's emotionally draining. Like, bet, yeah. it really is. I'm and rehearsing it every day, is that quite yeah, a challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's very full on, I'm sure Steve will agree. Um, you know, it's very full on. And it's also finding your character as well, and almost, like, going really into detail, like, what was their background like and you know like all, you have to go like right into it to like figure out your character and i think we've got some we've got some footage from rehearsals as well some oh, photos man. have you seen these before wow movie. there's aaron he's my show lover okay my show lover there's me in the background making a weird face <laughs> yeah there's aaron again do you know what's really funny is he's got like, he shaved his hair and I have to stroke his head. Sure. And um, it's quite funny stroking like a shaved head. <laughs> Very tenderly. Yeah. There's Alexis, he, um, he plays Tony, which is one of the three best friends. Okay, great. And there's my preggers girlfriend there, Heather. Gosh, there's a lot going on here, isn't it? It's very highs and lows. It must there be. We all are. There you are, what a good That's gang. That's the team. <laughs> I'm, I'm answering the shoe there. So is it, is it the dramatic sort of storyline that drew you to American Idiot in the first place? Or what I'm was the, the real thing? I'm the biggest Green Day fan in the world. That's why I got into music. When, uh, when I was about 11, I think, my sister was playing Dookie. And I just absolutely fell in love with Green Day and wanted to be Billy Joe. And I started my own little band when I was 12 called Mr. Cheerful. And I thought I was Billy Joe. And uh, <laughs> I bought the Baby Blue Fender Strat. 
And so everything that they've done, I've just like emulated or want, you know, well, in my head and wanted to, to recreate. And uh, so he's definitely the biggest inspiration in my musical life and career. And uh, so when Amelia got the, the f uh, phone call asking if she'd come in and, and uh, audition for American Idiot, I was like, that's amazing. I'm so proud and so pleased for you. Can I have a go as well? <laughs> <laughs> proud like, and pleased and very jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was mental, like, because I was in Joseph um, at the time on tour and I got called saying, oh, there's a new show coming to town called American Idiot by, you know, obviously from Green Day's album. And I was just like, oh my God, this sounds really exciting. And I listened to the soundtrack and I was like, wow, this is really me. Um, and I went in and I auditioned and yeah, and then Steve got an audition, which was great. And so, very different from Joseph as well, this show. I mean, very different, yeah. I mean, Joseph was definitely a challenge for me. You know, I never, never got off the stage. Yeah. I was on stage for the full two-hour show. Because um, you played but, the narrator. Yeah, you? I played the narrator. But it was a great experience for me because it was my theatre debut. And now going into the West End, you know, I feel a little bit more comfortable in the theatre world. Yeah, so, and you can take yeah. on that really meaty Absolutely, role. Absolutely, yeah, well. definitely. It's fantastic. And for yourself, that, that Green Day influence, took you through a massive career in the in, in music. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And your band Son of Dork? Yeah. When which I inspired was... another musical, in fact. Uh, it did, yeah. yeah. Our, our uh, debut album, Welcome to Louisville, was turned into a musical by James, a very g clever genius guy who, yes? Uh, <laughs> James. Who, James Bourne. Out. <laughs> who, uh, who turned that and wrote it with a guy, Elliot, uh, made Louisville the musical, and it's fantastic so. and how was your time in son of dog i mean you oh I, I really enjoyed that that shows. was wicked fun yeah yeah I was, I was just turning 18 so wow. it was like really exciting for me I'm really what an experience to have yeah. an 18 year old that's wicked. are you warped forever or have you managed to recover uh, no i think i've recovered yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> now well-rounded individual now yeah doing theater you know yeah yeah that's great fantastic and your um, i mean your first sing album went gold as well didn't it it did yeah uh, yeah, but the Son of Dork first album went gold, yeah. And that's not to mention your career in music, which obviously took you to the X Factor. Yeah. You came third. It is. I imagine yeah. you're very good at queuing up now. Do you get less frustrated when you're in queues? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't really, I don't really understand what you're asking. Well, I just, I, every time I watch X Factor, I think, wow, the, the, the queuing, they go, you know, at the beginning when they're filming, everyone queuing. Oh, like, oh, hang on, right? Not many people know this about me. So I auditioned. Exclusive, there, guys. I auditioned exclusive. in Cardiff, um, like everybody else. And um, I got told no. Um, I, I got sent away, so it was a no. Um, I went home, had a KFC on the way home, um, you know. My dad was more bothered that I didn't get through. He said he actually cried. Sorry, dad. Um, yes, yeah, so I got home and a few weeks later, um, my, my dad was like, Amelia, there's an advert in the paper um, for the X Factor saying last chance to audition, send in a video of yourself. And I was like, no, dad, I was like, they said no, they're not gonna want me again. And, um, and I really wasn't bothered. I was the typical teenager that just couldn't be bothered to do anything. And um, literally, at this point, I'd started putting videos on my, like, of me singing on YouTube. So my brother and my dad had sent in a video of me singing Price Tag by Jessie J. And I got a phone call two days before my school prom saying, hi, um, this is Adam off The X Factor. Is Amelia there? And I went, who? <laughs> Come again? And, um, and he said, oh, basically 400 videos have been um, sent in and 75 have been selected and yours was one of them. So then I got called down to London two days later to perform in front of the producers and the director and that was on the day of my school prom. And I still got home for my school prom on that yeah. day, guys. So, that, <laughs> so yeah, that was my X Factor journey. I, you know, I had quite a weird journey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and to finish third as you, yeah. as you did. 
Yeah. It was a heck of a journey. I was know. chucked in, I was chucked out, yeah. brought back in again, you know, like a bloody yo-yo. <laughs> I guess you appreciated it all the more as you progressed through the thing. Do you know what? Life. I think it made me more confident as a performer because I was so young. I was only 16. I came back in. I'd had experience, you know, going up and down the country doing gigs whilst I was, I was out the show. I came back in. I was more confident, yeah. Steve, question to you. How are you getting on in rehearsals? Amazing, yeah, yeah really, good, good, really, good. really loving it. Uh, Raki, the, the director, also choreographer, is wicked fun to work with. She's really enthusiastic. And she, what's amazing about, uh, about Raki and, and, and it makes it very easy. I've never acted before, I've never danced before, and I was very clear about the dancing thing in my audition for this. She, she's, she's very, she can paint a picture very well. Like she could yeah. like, she can vision, like make you vision something very easily. Like by, whether it's by giving an example of a movie yeah. and a scene from that or just painting a picture and so you totally understand what you're doing and so she just, just makes our job easy. Yeah, she's and she's so great to work with and she's, she's so excitable and quirky, like even down to like her fashion sense, like she's just a really quirky person and she's quite refreshing to work with yeah. as well. Like Which is really nice for your West End debuts because you want that inspiration. And the cast are amazing, yeah. everyone involved, like I know everyone's probably told to say that, we haven't been told to say that. But, uh, <laughs> Like, ev ev everyone is wicked fun. It's, 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 it, we're, we're, I feel very lucky to be part of it. Yeah, we are, we are like a little family. Yeah. Like, we, we've only known each other like a few weeks, but I feel like I know so much about everyone <laughs> already. Um, but that's great, you know, and we are a small cast and you know, you've got to stick together, mm. so yeah. And I think you can really, I mean, you can see that when you guys perform on stage together, that you, they, you know, the relationship is there and that's what you yeah. want that in that show, don't you? Yeah. You want to see these relationships kind of have a sense of reality yeah. amongst them. It's really funny actually because we're, um, we're in rehearsals at the moment and uh, you know, we're, we're learning harmonies at the minute and what we've just done there, we're singing totally different in the totally show. Different. So we've had to really try and think about what we're doing this evening, like, Okay, we're not doing the harmonies for the actual show. We're doing the ones, you know, for tonight. So it was quite, it was quite hard to remember them. But, uh, but yeah, well, we got fantastic. there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you did. One hundred percent. Fantastic. Well, listen, Wikipedia also tells me loads of things, but no, 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 don't worry. <laughs> I got all my information from Wikipedia, so I find it's always true. So it's uh... yeah, good, 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 good. <laughs> but uh, so you did some work with Hannah Montana. I did. The movie. Yes. Tell us about that. So. Um, Little uh, son of daughter fact for you guys over there. Um, I wrote a song called Game Over that was going to be for Son of Dork's second album, and uh, there wasn't one. And, um, <laughs> and Should we go there? Do you want to? Uh, no, 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 it's okay, totally sure, cool. Sure, it's sure. totally cool. Uh, so um, I, I made a friend when I was out in LA who was a, a manager, and, and he was a friend with the publisher. I said, like, Oh, they're looking for songs for Hannah Montana the movie. So I said, like, Oh, I've got some stuff that like, I've been working on that was so that sort of guitar mm. pop punk thing. So I sent over Game Over, the song that I'd written, and they went, great, we want it in the movie. Can, have, you, have you got anything else? And I wrote another song. This is a long process I'm not going to get into. But so I managed to get two songs in that movie, and it was like, well, you've got two songs in the film. Do you want to be in the film as well? Uh, visa dependent. And, um, <laughs> so, and, I, and I got a visa, and I got to be in the movie and hang out with Miley and become good friends with her and stuff. And just that was my Disney career, just sort of. Wish I was friends with Miley. I know, don't we all? Friends with Miley? She just ring up for a chat yeah. with Miley Not whenever. Not now. This is when she had yeah. long hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and more innocent days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. And who did you play in the movie? Myself. I was just like okay. the band member that played my two songs yes, yeah. and then like performed with her in one of her songs. As well. And do you know what's really cringe, right? I went to the cinema when I was 14 to watch Hannah Montana, the movie, front row, in, like front row in the cinema. I was a massive fan. 
And then a few years later, that I never thought I'd be working with someone from that. Like, I was the biggest Disney Channel fan ever. Still am now. And, like, he's literally been in that bubble for, like, a good period of his life. And I was just like, you've done everything I want to do. And when I first, like, when I first found out all this from Steve, I was totally starstruck by him. I was, I, I went to bed the night and I rang my mum and went, mum? My guitarist, my, my guitarist, so famous. Like, why is he working with me? Like, I was absolutely like starstruck by him, and I, I, I still am now. Yeah. Um, well, listen, we will power through with my second piece of Wikipedia knowledge on Steve, <laughs> which is that apparently <laughs> we've heard, perhaps incorrectly, that he holds the world record for the most amount of chocolate buttons eaten in one minute. <laughs> It's very false. Oh, it's <laughs> not true. We've literally just had this conversation. The, um, yeah. So where's this coming from? Do people notice about I you? I don't know. I just I think people can just write whatever they want on Wikipedia. Don't do it. Do it. Um, so the door fans get on there. Update it. Steve's best friend, David Hunter. Always hanging out with him on Miley Cyrus. Who's quicker than Steve at eating buttons now. <laughs> it's true. We could have had a button off here. Yeah. What a shame. This could have been the day we broke the record, the fictional I'm, record. I'm already unbuttoned. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, let's get back to the musical, shall we? So very different uh, musical, especially I think for coming from Joseph. I mean, yeah. it's vastly different. I don't know if you know Joseph, but I mean, I'm sure you've heard of it one way or another. Very different musical, much darker, and the, the stuff you've described is incredibly yeah. dark. Is that is that must be so exciting for you, though? I mean, is that something yeah. you gravitate towards? That sort of high drama stuff? Do you know what? It's, it's really fun for me because I grew up at a dancing school and I always wanted to go into theatre um, and for me when I went in for the audition for this Raki um, the director and choreographer said to me I want you to sing this song for me as if you're being beaten up by your partner and uh, yeah I sang <laughs> to Stephen that day I never knew him and apparently when I left the room Raki looked at Stephen and went so how do you guys know each other? <laughs> <laughs> and Steve was like, I've never met her before in my life. Um, but do you know what? That was really fun for me because I, I've always wanted to get into acting. Mm. Um, so this for me is actually a really big acting role. Mm. Like one minute I'm on a high and the next minute I'm crying. And it's, it's like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, but right. it's great for me because it is a new, you know, something new. Absolutely. So, so back to the songs of the show. Which are, your, which are the ones you're most looking forward to tearing out every night? For me, Wake Me Up When September Ends. Yeah. Uh, I love how they've made a medley of uh, Last of the American Girls and She's a Rebel. I think that's yeah. genius. I would say that's my favourite song. And, I, and I, I wasn't the biggest fan. I was the big fan of those songs. American Idiot's one of my favourite albums. Great concept album. Um, but uh, them two songs together, I just think so... In, so genius, I love it. I think it's done really well. Yeah. It's like Eleanor Rigby sort of like strings on it and stuff. Really yeah, I, I love I love Twenty One Guns. That's my favourite. I think I think that is like the biggest song of the show for me. I think that's a moment where everyone's just. It is the biggest song. Yeah. It, it is an emotional song as well. You know, especially there's loads of different scenes happening on stage, um, and then I crack straight into Letter Bomb, um, which is. Like I was saying today, I was rehearsing that one today, and it was a proper Powerpuff Girl moment. Well, I think that's, a, and with this musical, I think that's quite a unique thing that, like, yeah. that, I mean, I, I, I can't really think of some ever of a heavier musical where you'll really get to rock out. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing polite about this musical, isn't no, there? It's almost like 
a concert, like not uh, the first thought of it as a concert, but it is kind of a concert musical, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than a musical, it's like a, a rock show. Yeah. You know, but there's a live band on stage that are gonna be loud as, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's gonna be epic. Like big, powerful vocals, powerful movements and scenes and, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be intense. Is there a big change? Because the album was a concept album, wasn't it? So the, the idea was there was a story yeah. through the album. Has it changed a lot becoming a, a show? I mean, you might. No, they've it. just added new songs. Like there's a new song called uh, "When It's Time" that Billy Joe wrote about his wife when he was younger, and it was never recorded wow. till um, until for this show. So that's nice. That is, it's um, that's in the show, and you've got. Um, uh, they, they put Good Riddance, Time of Your Life, in the, uh, that's like an encore song yeah. in, at the end, which is, is lyrically, it's perfect to just like sign off because like on, in, the, in the Broadway, originally how they ended it, it was, um, what's the last song? <laughs> is it, what's her name? Oh. Homecoming. It just like, the, the screen would come down, it was like, oh, let's, where's like a little reflective moment? And that's that. And I'm really, I'm, yeah. really, I'm really excited to be part of that. That's my favorite song in the world. That uh, time of your life. So it must be so nice to have a, a, a band that's influenced you so much. Yeah. To be go, I mean, for your journey to come full circle and be able to perform that's yeah. what I mean. They're super excited. Privilege. Yeah, fantastic. Dream come true. Right, guys, I'm going to be coming to you guys very. Have oh, a hands up already. Can I have a sign poster, please? It doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll come to you any moment. So, but first of all, just do the plug. Tell us when's it on, where is it on, what, how can we come and see it, how can we book tickets, give us a spiel. Amelia. <laughs> it starts from the 17th of July at the Arts Theatre in Leicester Square and you can buy tickets AmericanIdiotWestEnd.com yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Great, well I think that's all my questions. I'm devastated about the chocolate button thing. That's really slow. Sorry. I mean that was going to be a 20 minute segment. I've got all my buttons back there but never mind. So here we are with our very first question of Q&A and the wonderful winner of a signed poster, no doubt. Fire away, what's your question for the lovely people? Okay, I have two questions, one for Steve and one for Amelia. You still only get one poster. That's okay. <laughs> I just, I'm a very curious person. Okay, mm -hmm. the first one is, uh, when I went to see Loserville the Musical, and um, being like a massive Son of Dork fan, it was very weird to me because a lot of the lyrics had been changed. Um, did you have this experience, you know, working on American Idiot? Like, did you think, oh, the lyrics have been changed for the I, situation? Or? I, th I don't think there's any lyric changes other than, from what I, I've noticed, where he, he, say, he says the name Johnny instead of Jimmy. And, and it's just, uh, on, I, I can't think of what that song is, but it's, it's not a lyric change, it's a name yeah, change. Just to make it good. make more sense. So, so there changed, hasn't been any changing. He's changed loads in Louisville. And um, this one's for Amelia. Were you a Son of Dork fan? Uh, no. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to be honest, I was, I was too young. I was more into like the Jonas Brothers. Uh, Disney again, there we go. Disney! Um, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't a, a Son of Dark fan, but I, if, if I had been older, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I, I, was, I was younger, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's seven years between me and Steve, so when, you know, I was probably too young at the time um, for... I think we're the same age. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 20, turning 21. Yeah, I'm 20. So... I'll When's your birthday? August. Oh, October. So, do I get a poster for that? <laughs> <laughs> One poster for Steve. Wait. So, uh, I mean, Steve very kindly changed the lyric during his song at West End Live, didn't you? To, and here, yeah. To bleep out an expletive. Yeah. Very kindly yeah. for your sensitive ears, everyone. Do we have any more questions in amongst the gang? Here's one. Can we get a microphone over to this lovely young lady? Which way are we going? 
with the fantastic jeggings on. Bravo. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of the American Idiot album. I remember when it first came out, I think that was probably the first punk rock album that I really liked and that kind of opened doors for the others. I just wondered, when you auditioned and you got your spot for the musical, did you have to like, go back and watch all the videos, re-listen to the album again? Did you do a bit of research? I always listen to it and watch the videos anyway, so I didn't, didn't need to, but you did, didn't you? Definitely. Yeah, for me, I, I didn't really know much about the show, to be honest. Um, then I watched it, um, and I was like, am I doing the right thing? Because it, it, it was like, the, some of the scenes are, you know, quite intense. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't an actress before I started this, so I was like, oh, will I be good enough? Um, but like I said, when I did audition, uh, Raki tested my abilities, and obviously, Stephen, obviously, uh, they, they obviously they were good. Um, otherwise, I probably wouldn't have got the job. But now I'm in it. Uh, I love it, and I'm so bloody glad that I auditioned for it. That's fantastic. So it's just been nice for you, Steve, to just revisit that stuff. Yeah, yeah he, he, he was like comfortable from the start. He's like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it must have been nice to go into the uh, audition knowing every song as well. Yeah. From the day one. It's, it's, it, the harder thing is, is learning a harmony to something that you've sung one way, yeah. and, then, and then to stop singing. Because <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you're sure. not on that line. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just sing them all. Yeah. We can do a one-man American idiot one day, perhaps. Yeah. Just do it yeah. all. Fantastic. Any more questions out there? We do. Another Son of Dog fan is this? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Steve, um, if you had to choose between Green Day or Elvis, who would you choose? Oh, I know you're wow. a massive fan of Yeah, great them. question. Uh, that's, um, that's a good question. It would be Green Day. Billy, yeah, Billy Joe is my idol. Elvis second. I would, I would pick Green Day. That's a bit bad, because his stepdad's an Elvis in person. But that's why I've still got Elvis there all the time, haven't I, around the corner? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Green Day. So you have a lot of Elvis bashing around your house then, I'm guessing? I do, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how I got into music originally. My, when, when my mum my and my stepdad got together, he had a rock and roll band and, he's, and he goes out as an Elvis impersonator. So he taught me like blue suede shoes on guitar when I was like eight and he used to get me up on stage and have a little jam with him. <laughs> <laughs> that was exceptional. It was really strong. I, th I felt it sounded more like Kermit the Frog. It was a bit Kermit, yeah, yeah. Oh well. So I'll just ask again. Do you genuinely get on when you're working together? With no. a... Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Wow, that was. Hey, do you know what's funny? Like everyone said to us, "Oh, you know, we weren't sure about working with a couple." You know, and then everyone said, like, obviously because of arguments, and, um, and everyone said to us, "God, you used to a so laid back." We don't argue. <laughs> <laughs> And um, you know, everyone said to us, you know, how laid back we are with each other, which is really nice to well, hear. Well, I can imagine it really helps actually to come into a new group of people, yeah. kind of knowing each other and being able to kind of, I guess it helped that kind of family vibe that you were talking yeah, it's, about. Yeah, it's really nice and also being able to like travel to work together and get home at night and discuss like, oh, what bits do you want to go over? Do you know what I mean? So uh, I it's, love it's, the idea of you yeah. two just rehearsing at home, I think, especially the dramatic stuff. The neighbours must think you're having a domestic. Well. <laughs> it's funny because like a lot of the scenes we're not doing together, so we thought, oh, we'd see each other loads yeah. at work. <laughs> and we only see each other on the tube home, and oh. on the way there, on some days, or lunch. Yeah. I'll say to Steve, like, how was your day today? And like, we've and been we're in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just separate bits. Fantastic. Great, any more questions out there? There's still plenty of signposters to come. Oh, they're pointing, pointing. Lovely lady over here, if we can have a microphone. Go ahead. Hiya. Um, so if you could be any other character within the production, which one would you be and why? Or I'd want to be St. Jimmy. <laughs> okay. 
and I've made a deal with Racky that I am second cover Saint Jimmy. <laughs> so if I go on, guys, you have to come and see me as Saint Jimmy. <laughs> what would your name be though? Would it stay as Saint Jimmy? Yeah, would you change? It? I'd be playing a man. You wouldn't be Saint Jenny. Or I think I could play a great man. Saint Jimmy is Johnny's alter ego, and he's the guy that influences him to taking drugs. He is the rock god, and Billy Joe Armstrong played. Uh, St. Jimmy on Broadway. So that's, that's so who I'm playing. St. Jimmy and Johnny played by different people? Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, fantastic. Yeah. And he's the, so he's the, he's the kind of really dark one, is he? The yeah, rock really, star, he is yeah. the rock star. So yeah. If I ever go on, guys, I'll, I'll let you know. We'll send out a tweet, you'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag St. <Saint> Jenny. <laughs> Great. So, and yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm really happy with playing Will. <laughs> I, I, He's just content, guys. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I actually auditioned, I, I auditioned for St. Jimmy. He's, uh, he would be, uh, I probably would enjoy doing that because Billy Joe did it. So yeah, any more questions? A sign poster to you with your hand up. Oh, we're getting pointed over here. Have we got a baseball cap on? Uh, so yeah, I was wondering, uh, what was your first thought when you entered the stage of West End Live? Because you had so much fun that I really got really into enthusiastic by your performance. So what was going through your minds? So tell us a little about West End Live. So uh, tell us what this is for anyone who's not heard of West End Live. West End Live is a weekend of basically all the shows in the West End coming to Trafalgar Square and yeah, performing like a medley from their own show. Um, yeah, I know it sounds really cheesy, but for me, it was a dream come true. Like to, to, to be at West End Live, like I had to pinch myself. But I think what was great about our show is that, you know, everything was very theatre. And we came on, and it was more like a Green Day gig, you know, <laughs> so everyone was just rocking out. Um, and what, what was nice, um, you know, and I'm sure Steve will, uh, will agree that, you know, when we, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, when it was nerve wracking going out there as a new show, um, you know, we, haven't, we hadn't even started rehearsals when we did Western Live. Um, and then when we got out onto the stage and said, you know, we're going to sing 21 Guns, everyone was like, woo! Yeah, they were really So it was just like, oh my yeah. God, yay! And it's like, what is it, so 20, 30,000 people? What it, is it? Yeah, it was, it was like amazing. It was like probably about that, yeah. And, uh, and everyone was singing along, you know, the hands in the air. It was like being at a concert, you know, it was, it was brilliant for me and, you know. Yeah, it felt great. It yeah. Great. I suppose that's a lovely thing as well for a new show, like you say, to yeah. be kind of like trying it out with songs that people know and love yeah. already. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I was singing along from the back when you guys were singing. Yeah. Oh, I love this one. It's hard not to. And I bet there's a lot of that in a show where people go, oh, Green Day. I didn't realise this was, yeah. that song was by them. And yeah. you know, when you go to a gig, you know, oh, they wrote that one as well. And, yeah. But, I mean, what a great marriage of a gig, like a real gig yeah. and a show. Yeah. How did it feel stepping out in front of 30, 40, 50, I mean, I'm growing by the minute, 40, 50, 100,000 people? There was 217,000 people there. Whoa. And uh, <laughs> I was bricking it. I was really nervous because I, I haven't sung live like that. I've, I've played guitar for Amelia and for The X Factor and uh, but basically when I moved back from America in like 2011, 10, I, I hadn't sung since then in 2009, I guess, 2010. Uh, as myself or as, as a performer, I've always been like the little blurred out, unlit person in the background, you know, playing the guitar. So doing that, I was like, a front man again and it was, so it's been like five six years since I've done that so I was really nervous wasn't I do you know do you know what was nice like as Steve's partner and obviously being in the show with him like he was so nervous and I mean I had to shout at him like I felt like his mother I was like 
Snap out of it. <laughs> Man up. I think that's why I play Will really well, because yeah. he's an extension of me. Yeah. Yeah. He genuinely is. But then when, you know what, when it actually got to West End Live, I think I was more nervous than him. <laughs> and I was going to Sean, the company manager. I think I'm going to be sick. I think I'm going to die, like literally. But that's, that's just me. Um, but yeah, and he went out and he absolutely smashed it. And it was a really proud moment. And even like my mum and dad were like, wow. Like, so why was he you. so nervous? So Thank you for that question. That was fantastic. What, what a great experience. And uh, an amazing introduction yeah. to that show. Absolutely. Singing it in that sort of gig setting. How fantastic. It was wicked, just quickly, it was wicked to do it with Lucas as well, who's playing St. Jimmy, because yeah. we sang Know Your Enemy. And uh, oh, he sang Know Your Enemy. And he's wicked fun. He's, he was perf he's perfect as St. Jimmy, isn't he? Yeah. And he was just like, in, like channeling his inner rock star. And that was wicked to be on stage next to that, because it's a great song, yeah. and seeing him do it. He's fab. He's fabulous. Any more questions out there? Hey. Um, I saw the show when it toured a couple of years ago, and it was at Hammersmith Apollo. So it's like a massive stage compared to the arts. Has it changed a lot to make it smaller to fit it at that theatre? Yes. Yeah, it has, but I mean, the story's still there, but obviously you have to do your own production of it, you know, you can't copy. Um, but I think what we have done with it is, you know, and may, you know, maybe I am being biased, but I, I genuinely think it's incredible and, yeah, I mean... I, th I think it's... Um, I, uh, the board one is amazing and obviously it's won two Tony Awards and uh, it won a, a Grammy for Best Soundtrack, didn't it? A musical soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but I, I, maybe because I'm part of it, but I genuinely think ours is, is better because I understand the story more. Like if you've watched the Broadway one, I think some pit bits are a bit unclear to me, maybe not to you, but to me they were a little bit unclear. And I think Racky's made it more clear to understand the story. And I'm, yeah, she's, she's, she's all about painting the picture and she wants the audience to see her picture that she's drawing for you. And, uh, and I think it makes more sense. And obviously, it's new choreography, and I think that's more in tune to the sound and the lyric and to, of Green Day as Amer American Idiot. And I, yeah. I think, I think that, although it's a smaller cast, there's only 11 of us, I think it's perfect for the, for the theatre, and it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. The yeah. rehearsals are amazing. Get tickets and come. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it struck me when I saw it was going on in the arts that, A, in that sort of space, that it would blow my face off, which would be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wanted want it to really yeah. hit me. And two, that, that I think it's such a beautiful, I mean, I'm a real fan of the Arts Theatre. I think it's such an intimate space that I think all that acting work that you guys are working yeah. on is going to come across so well. And I think you'll feel so much more part of the action than you would in one of those giant theatres, you know. And I, I, I mean, I can't wait to say it, but I genuinely, and I hope, if the sound guy's here, I want you to blow my face off. I want this yeah. Green Day pumping out of me, you know. If, yeah. if bass drum doesn't hurt your chest <laughs> and a snare doesn't make you blink, it's not loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> you see lots of people blinking with you on stage. <laughs> Fantastic. I hope that answers your question. Any more for us? Great. I, I mean, we're running out of posters, I think. I reckon yeah. we're in danger territory. Get your question in quick, guys. I can give you my Don't socks. Sign socks to the 10th question. Here we go. Line them up. Let's have a microphone over here. Hi. I want to know, uh, what's the hardest part of the show for both of you? The hardest part? The hardest yes. part? Um, Ooh. Uh, my hardest part is, I think you've got harder parts than me a lot more. Yeah. My, my hardest part is when I'm so intoxicated and, and taking so much drugs that I'm completely out of it, that uh, just that moment when I'm singing a song called Give Me Novocaine, that's, that's, that's quite a hard thing to do. Because I get really yeah. upset because I'm supposed to, but I don't want to get upset as mm. me. <laughs> I, um, I have a sex scene 
to do in this show. Um, and on the on the day that I had to do it with Aaron, who's playing Johnny, I you know I was nearly close to tears. Like it, I've never done anything like that before in my life, and you know I was so nervous, as I'm sure all of you would be if you had to do a sex scene with someone. <laughs> um, and you know what? Like literally, I feel so much more comfortable doing it now. But it is a scary thing. So that that's definitely the hardest part for me, you know, because it is challenging and. It has to look real, you know, it has to look like, you know, <laughs> we won't go into details. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's definitely hard, um, but challenging. And, you know, I think it's been a great experience for me to try and do something like that. Absolutely, to push yourself and do yeah, more. Yeah, definitely. Oh, was, that, was that a pressure knowing your partner was there? That they, you know, did you no. talk about the sex scene with No, like, do, do, you know, do you know what? Like, Steve was great about it. He was like, I'm more concerned about how Amelia feels because I was really nervous about it. You know, and he's been really supportive, which is great. And, you know, that's our job, we have to act. You know, it's part of the job. Absolutely, fantastic. Well played. <laughs> Great question. Well, if that's your lot then, last chance, sign socks, forget it. Uh, can we put our hands together once more then for Steve and Amelia, stars of American Idiots! <laughs>